Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my. <laughs> That's so aggressive. I really wish we were recording this on video. <laughs> if 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 the middle finger was a facial expression. <laughs> Truly. I feel like I need my like red light, green light, yellow light. Listen, right look, now. At, look at the hole in my sock. Don't be too intimidated by this. Red light. This is very <laughs> not our safe word so come here (laughs) so this week i mean we are laughing right now but we are going to be discussing kind of a heavy hitting topic yes we're gonna be talking about sexual assault and before you mentally check out and think hey i've already heard about sexual assault i've heard about rape i've heard all i i know not to go rape someone good job you first of all yes also um we're not just going to – actually, we're really not going to talk about rape itself very mm-hmm. much, if at all. Um, we're actually going to hit some some other areas of sexual assault that you might not know about. Yeah, kind of flesh out the picture of, like, what could happen, how to, like, protect yourself, how to understand situations that happen to you, which you might not really be able to process or understand, like, well, what happened? Why do I feel uncomfortable by that? We're kind of getting – the idea is to empower you with that information so you can, like, process some things yourself as well and have a deeper understanding of what people go through who are uh, victims of sexual assault. Yep. So, and I guess, in case this is your first time listening, my name is April. And my name is CJ. We're going to get better about that. <laughs> it's a progress. I do. Yeah. I never think about it. I'm like, what are you saying that listeners aren't listening from episode one and then just you know, building a relationship Heathens. and a love for us <laughs> throughout the episodes? So honestly, this is an episode that if you, if you're man, woman, you know, dating, actively could date in the future in a relationship, have kids. Anyone yeah. should listen to this podcast. Yes. Please share this podcast. Honestly, I, anyone who's close to another human. Yeah, like I wish I had known so much of this. I mean, shit, even six months ago. Yeah. Um, I have found out a lot of this because of what happened to myself, which is a crappy way to find out what sexual assault actually is. Most definitely. Wish I had known this when I was a kid even. Yeah, um, definitely. So mm-hmm. this is going to be something that is appropriate for any age level yeah any stage of life any whatever Mm -hmm. yeah this is important yeah so listen up take notes please share this with your friends share this podcast this is very very critical to keeping people safe and also keeping people out of jail who might not understand what all this means if they're doing it to someone yeah and also some visibility for victims as well so you are not crazy you know you are supported you are safe Yes. So let's jump in first. Um, I kind of first just wanted to actually define sexual assault. That's I my think, favorite way. I love starting broad and, yes. and then zooming in. I think most people who think sexual assault is the kind of subcategory of rape, which is actually reverse. So sexual assault is the overarching mm-hmm. kind of uh, word that we're going to use. And then rape and all these other things fall under sexual assault. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I looked up in the dictionary, sexual assault 
is the illegal sexual contact that usually involves force upon a person without consent or is inflicted upon a person who is incapable of giving consent as because of age or physical or mental incapacity or who places the assailant, such as a doctor, in a position of trust or authority. Yes. So that is the actual definition. Yeah. Which I think is great because it really focuses on the consent aspect it didn't say oh a person who does x y and z and dresses like this and whatever no it's like nope it's the person and their ability to give consent willingly yes and consent as we all know consent is key yeah absolutely i don't care if it's not sexy to ask i don't fucking care you better ask ask make it sexy ask work on it'll it. keep you out of jail it's gonna I- keep honestly you of, that's like, how i do it sometimes i'm like listen i think we I, I, I know I'm not saying something new here, but I do want to make sure this is consensual. Yes. You know? Yep. And if there's any, like, that's that's also why we advocate not drinking or being under the influence of narcotics or drugs mm-hmm. when you are on a first stage, second date, third, because you need to be able to give consent or ask for it. Exactly. So let's talk about, you know, we're going to talk first about some of the more well-known forms of sexual assaults. Right. We're going to go through some different um, statistics that we found about sexual assault, just information purposes, and then mm-hmm. we're going to deep dive into some lesser known versions of sexual assault that I think we really need to get uh, information and knowledge out there because these are all forms and they are all valid. And I think they happen a lot more than we realize. Yeah. And the, and the information is applicable, applicable to both parties. Yes. Top, bottom, give a receiver. Everybody involved. Yes. Man, woman, subdom, mm-hmm. whatever that dynamic is. Yeah. So so just to jump right in, forms of sexual violence include what we've already talked about, rape and sexual assault. Now, this will also include child sexual assault and incest, sexual assault by a person's spouse or partner, unwanted sexual contact or touching, sexual harassment of any kind, sexual exploitation and trafficking, exposing one's genitals or naked body to others without consent, masturbating in public, watching someone engage in private acts without their knowledge or permission, non-consensual image sharing. Which is interesting. I think there, I think, yeah, a lot of these are super interesting and I think a lot of them also protect some areas that I hadn't considered before. Like, watching someone engage in a private act i think i think a lot of times there's this you know base understanding of like oh if i'm not acting in a violent way then i'm not being violent or i'm not harassing or if there's not a physical contact right yeah Mm -hmm. and physical contact does not uh is not required to constitute a sexual assault act being had done yeah that i don't think i said that right but yes you know i mean i I think a perfect example is sexual harassment yeah or i mean honestly in this day and age sharing dick pics yeah. If you send someone to dick pic and they have not asked for it nor consented, mm-hmm. you technically are committing a form of sexual assault. Yep. Said what I said. Absolutely. And a lot of people think that because it's normalized and you should expect it on dating apps, that's like this, you know, guys that a lot of like, sorry, as in like disguise, not as yeah. men, where like people who will send dick pics are like, oh, but it's normal. Everyone's doing it. It's like, but yeah, but that is still that's a form still of sexual assault. assault. Yep. Because they're not asking for it. The key word, once again, is consent. Yes. And you are not consenting to it by being on a dating app. No. Do you know how you consent to it? You ask. You, and you say yes. Mm-hmm. Done. I've actually had a lot of guys lately ask, like, hey, do you mind if I send a photo? Yeah. And I will tell them honestly, yes or no. 
There are times exactly. I'm like, no thanks. So let's talk about consent real fast. What is consent? Sorry. Consent is something that you have to freely give. It's informed and it's something that can change at any time. Consent is not a concrete agreement for the duration of the whole act. It's more than a yes or no. It is a dialogue about desires, needs, and a level of comfort with different sexual interactions. Mm -hmm. And again, can change at any time. Literally any time. Any time. I, I better not find out that I have to say that again to anybody. That's all I'm saying. If you need to hear it again. At any time. Yes. I don't care what's going on. That's and it. And if they are not in a space to give consent, if you do not get a clear and resounding yes, not a slurred yes, not a tipsy yes, not a mumbled yes, not a sh- shake of the head, a yeah. yes. Yes. Then you do not have consent. Yeah. It's pretty simple. As a matter of fact, I don't think we need to get into it that much more because it really is as easy as that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give some quick statistics um a sexual assault is way more common than most people realize which is interesting because i already feel like it's rampant yeah and actually i mean to be honest i probably it became much more apparent to me how common it was once i went public with my assault yeah with what and and so many people who i knew personally who had never expressed some of this had happened to them so many people came forward and so many people who had never told anyone yeah messaged me privately and i won't ever share that without them giving me permission but it was i mean shocking yeah. it was astounding so you know one in five women in the united states have experienced raped or attempted rape in their lives one in five and actually yeah for rape under the category of rape i could see that being true one in five um i would say for sexual assault as a whole that number is much higher i agree for the people that i know the people close to me um i would say probably approximately 75 percent of us have been sexually assaulted at some point yeah and i I think that's why the me too movement was so important because like then suddenly everybody starts saying like oh yeah yeah." like I, i don't i think to this day still i haven't met a single woman who has not had an experience. And actually, we have a lot of close male friends mm-hmm. who have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. So this is not even just specific to a gender. I know a lot of men who have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. And unfortunately, it uh, the cards are stacked against men who have <clears throat> been sexually assaulted, too, because then they're not socially... Ex- it, it, they don't feel like it's socially acceptable for them to even bring it up. They feel like, oh, they should feel so lucky to have mm-hmm. had sex, period. So it's like, I almost wonder even about the statistics for men, just because it's like, well, yeah. where is the safe space for them to come forward about that and get help yeah. for that? And this article says that one in 71 men have experienced rape or attempted rape. I, you know, I'm not going to say this is wrong, but I have a feeling that that number is actually much higher. Mm-hmm. Because there has not been a culture around men being able to say anything. Yeah. And at least from the men that I know, um, a lot of them have had experiences of sexual assault in their life. Yeah. And I think when you add to that the fact that we're not even fully educated on all the forms of sexual assault, too, I think it makes it even harder for men to come forward about that for anyone, too. Um, We also have, you know some statistics around adolescence and around family members unfortunately Mm -hmm. this is a big category of uh sexual assault it's way more common than people understand Mm -hmm. 
Um, nearly three out of four adolescents, so 74% have been sexually assaulted, were victimized by someone they knew well. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that you are assaulted by someone you don't know. Right. And that is actually very rare. Mm-hmm. Most people are assaulted by someone they know, someone who makes them feel safe, yeah. and, and someone who likely makes the act feel good. Yeah. Um, One-fifth of those 74%, so 21% were committed by a family member. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. So absolutely. don't rule anyone out. <laughs> yeah. No one is ruled out. You have to keep an eye on everyone and be careful. Yeah. And if you're feeling, you know, violated or like your consent is being violated, even if that person is someone you trust, that is still your consent being violated and your autonomy being violated. Yep. So, and we've talked about a lot of this is not being reported. Yeah. So you kind of want to run through some of why that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, like in addition to this list, I even want to start by just pointing out the most recent Bill Cosby case, like how many people had come forward about that and now he's been released. Um, at just as an idea of like how these things are handled in the public eye, as, especially with such a big name like that and it going the way that it did, um, f- feeding right into this first point here of why it's not reported is a fear of it not being believed. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming forward and putting your whole reputation and your whole public figure on the line to say something where a lot of people are not going to believe you. Or they're going to question you or they're going to ask you what happened and how did you, you know, what could have you, what you could have done and things like that. So it really is a a choice to not be publicly assaulted. Like what you're really, you're not choosing between putting away a bad person. You're choosing between like putting yourself through public assault and like being violated by people's questions and like having your experience invalidated and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it really is a huge, huge, huge decision so I would say if you, you know, if, if ever there's a situation where a woman is coming up, coming forward against that fear of being believed, it's like, it's a, you know, that's not a small thing. Or any victim coming forward, that's not a small thing. Next would be the fear of being retaliated against. Um, I think, unfortunately, in these situations, we really find out uh, what the people around us believe as well. People who we would have trusted, who we considered friends and what they would think. Now, uh, also a shame or fear of being blamed for it. Um, I think that one sucks because, you know, as a person who just wants to be my most authentic self and like that does include, you know, fearlessly getting into my own sexuality, like the idea that that would be reason enough for uh, a group of people to look at me and point and say that I'm at fault, like really, really sucks, you know, pressure from others distrust towards law enforcement uh, a desire to protect the attacker for other reasons um and i know we don't have to have too much imagination there because we just went over the statistics about how this could happen in your family so it can be very deeply complicated to think about putting someone in your family and the backlash against the rest of your uh, from the rest of your family and then potentially even losing your family if they decide to support that person who had done you wrong yeah like it's very, very complicated, but these are very, very like deep set reasons as to why um, a lot of times this doesn't get reported. Yeah. I mean, I will say for myself, when I came forward about what happened to me, um, one of the questions I get asked most often is, well, did you report it? Mm-hmm. No. Second question, why not? Mm-hmm. First of all, that's a hard question for people to ask. 
So be careful when you're asking that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty honest with the fact that I did not want to be publicly crucified. Mm-hmm. I live my lifestyles out in the open. Mm-hmm. I'm openly kinky. I am openly polyamorous. I also own a business. I am public. And the odds that I would be crucified for those lifestyles um, to be used against me was very high. Yeah. And I knew that and didn't want to put my business, my employees, my family through that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's people can judge that decision or not. But that is the state of our culture at this point. Right. And like you said, case in point, Bo Cosby. I mean, that's very much a reality for people who are trying to prosecute their uh, attackers. Yeah. So. I And I, I think watching that whole case go, I thought because it was getting so much publicity that it would be like, okay, look, you know, like now we're seeing and still. Nope. They went that way. So let's talk about some impact. So obviously there's emotional impact. There's so much that we could dive into on the psychological side, but right. um, even just talking about financial impact, there were studies done that over a lifetime for people who have incurred this violence, they will incur $122,000 in lost wages, health, criminal justice, property damage. There was also a second one that had additional research that research that shows sexual violence can derail a person's education and employment, resulting in almost a quarter million income loss over their lifetime. Yeah. So, and, and not that we're going to sit here and like put dollar signs to all this, but it's real. Yeah, I would say just as a way to gauge impact, really, like deeply, really deeply understand like it's more than just like Mm -hmm. more than mental, to be honest, more than physical. So let's talk about some of the lesser known sexual assaults, which we learned a lot about back in February. Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of digesting some of these. Um, Yeah. Some of them I knew about that we're going to talk about, like, you know, sexual assault by a partner. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, we're going to talk about that stuff, too, because that stuff is still valid and still not talked about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. And for this next part, I feel like, you know, this is something that I think a person who's doing this probably doesn't think this is such a big deal. And which kind of makes it even more scary because I feel like that makes it more like, you know, oh, someone will be more inclined to do it because they feel like, oh, well, I'm not really doing anything wrong. And that is what's called stealthing. Uh, now, some of us more active daters might already be aware of what that's called. I think I've even, I think I had one time heard about it, like, in a joking sense. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even said seriously. But it is this, like, the act of removing the condom during sex without your partner knowing, without the person that you're having sex with knowing. And, um, I, th- you know... Honestly, like, if you really felt thought that that was a good idea and thought that would be something that your partner wanted, why not bring it up then? You know, like, what's the point of, like, you know, being with a partner who or, you know, being on a date and knowing that your partner is, like, really trying to push the condom usage or any sort of barrier protection usage and then just to remove it without their knowing, like, violation of trust, violation of their body. Like, Yeah, you're putting them at risk for disease. You yeah. are also putting them at risk for pregnancy. Exactly. Which is a huge deal. Also, more financial issues there, too, because then you have to, you know, go doctor's visits, testing, you know, things like that. And And what's really interesting is, you know, Stealthy Night, I think I had heard maybe in passing, I don't even know, but what sucks. I feel like I could it from a comedy movie, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah. What sucks is that once I started learning more about this after my assault, I realized I had been stealthed a couple times. Yeah. 
and didn't even know that it was an assault. Like, I knew I didn't like it. Yeah. But I didn't know it was like, you know, and I'm not sitting here trying to create me as a gargantuan victim. Right. More just trying to explain the commonality of how much this can occur without people even knowing it should not be happening to them. Yeah. And I think the process of understanding that too, like for me, for sure, I I remember sort of avoiding looking into stuff like this because I knew I would probably find stuff that had happened to me that I wasn't ready to like really think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're almost like even even to yourself, like for me, even being like, oh, I mean, that happened. But like, you know, uh, uh, you know, like in my mind, it's like, well, at least I wasn't murdered. Yeah. You know, which is such a shitty place to be because it's saying like, oh, it's totally okay that I was violated and my consent was violated and like, you know, and I was put in danger of disease. That's fine because I'm alive. You know, I guess what's funny is when I found it out because it was so close to the assault, I almost just didn't even care because the assault was so much much more traumatic that I was like, well, stealthy didn't feel that bad. (laughs) Like, it's still really bad. So I don't mean to paint it like that. But it's almost like my other trauma just kind of took forward seat. So I didn't even have to promise or process the rest of the trauma. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, "Eh, not that trauma. Not today. Exactly. I think that that also like was one of the main reasons like feeling like it wasn't that serious was one of the main reasons why I had never even um, like gotten real about the fact that I was molested as a child where I was like, oh, but it wasn't I wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't rape, you know, and then it's like, you know, because then I do look at myself compared to victims of rape and other forms of assault. And I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, I wasn't dragged behind a dumpster. Right. Yeah. So I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, try as much as you can try to avoid if you have been assaulted. Don't feel like you have to compare your assault to everyone else's. Right. And don't feel like your experience has to be invalidated because you measure it to be small. No. Yeah. So with stealthing, if someone has told you they want to use a condom, you better, like, no pun intended, ride or die by that. Really? Really? You know? And, and for me, it does sincerely always boil down to if you genuinely think it's not going to be a problem, why not discuss it with a partner at that time? Correct. You know? Like, correct. do better. This one's interesting. Yeah. we. This one was, like, a highlight of what we were talking about when we were planning this episode a lot, where we were like, well, does it, well, how do you, you know, like, oh, well, I can see. And that is... Gaslighting. Gaslighting. We said it at the same time. And like twins. <laughs> like twins. And this is interesting for me because this is becoming kind of a really big keyword right now. Yeah. We're hearing a lot of talk around gaslighting, just in like emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hearing it used amongst family and friend, like family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or we talk about it a lot at work where our yeah. clients gaslight us. Yeah. We talk about like socially acceptable <clears throat> gaslighting all the time. Yeah. Especially being like in a service industry. Yeah. So this is interesting. So this is a little different. And I'm going to read what they define it as. So gaslighting under a sexual assault category. The practice of psycho- psychologically manipulating the victim into doubting their own memory and version of events or even their own sanity. Now, you might not... You know, this is something we even sat there and went, well, is that really a sexual assault? Like mm-hmm. that, you know, that's like an emotional assault. That's mean. That's fucked up. Right. Don't fucking do that. Right. But this article did explain a little further on that apart from it just being abusive and having them in an abusive relationship, abusers gaslight partners to doubt themselves and in turn trust that partner. Which means they are bringing them back into a sexually assaulted and potentially into a situation where they're going to be sexually assaulted again. Right. Yeah. 
bringing them back into an environment where they're going to continue to be assaulted. assaulted. So for me, it's like this is, it's not technically like a physical act. But it is so damaging. But it is so damaging. And it is a direct act that will lead to a physical act. Exactly. Yeah. In that way. So it's like, you know, for me, this is much like sharing photos is technically sexual assault, even without touching. So gaslighting is technically an assault without touching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good, is that a good way to? No, I, I definitely think so. Yeah. Especially because it continues that violence. It also puts the victim in a compromised state because they are feeling like they're crazy. They can't like validate their own experience. They don't feel like they are being assaulted, you know. And my, my, the person who assaulted me definitely gaslit me. Oh, yeah. I showed you some of those text messages. And mm-hmm. it, they're looking back, this was definitely a form of gaslighting yeah. on an assault no, level. No, I completely agree. I, in my memory, I think that we called it out when he started doing that. And yeah. We were pissed. Oh, I was definitely mad. And we called it out, but I don't even think I understood what he was like on this level like how someone like now it stands out to me more of how someone could use that to draw someone back in right to come back like i am i am 100 percent positive i had said like hey let's go out again Mm -hmm. he would have been down yeah yeah does that make sense yes i hate that guy you next next thank you um (laughs) next we're going to talk about gray rape Now, this is sexual intercourse where the lines of consent are considered blurred by either or both parties. Now, this is when a clear yes for consent is not given. It includes uh, sexual intercourse where the victim may have been drunk, unconscious, or reluctant, thus making it rape. Mm -hmm. Now, um, the article goes on to say that the concept of gray rape is in itself problematic as it feeds a victim's self-doubt. It also empowers the abuser with yet another defense of the victim's lack of consent not having been clear enough. So for me, I feel like if anyone is, you know, not sure, kind of eh, pushing away or just kind of, everyone can read body language. Mm Mm-hmm. If they are not saying yes, hell yes, and just trying to tackle you, mm-hmm. probably chill. Yeah. Probably relax. Yeah. I want to see, like, clear and evident you are excited, you are saying yes, and you are ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- pr- pretty easy. Pretty Is easy. the key in the ignition and rooming up. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> one plus one equals two here. Yep. This one. Hoovering. Hoovering. And yes, I said hoovering, like the vacuum. Yes. <laughs> you did not mishear this. I did you not heard stutter. Correctly. Your speaker did not skip. No. So this one is when one uses manipulation and emotional blackmailing to coerce a victim back into an abusive relationship. Now, this, I think, at the get-go kind of sounds like gaslighting. Yeah. A little. Especially in the context that we just brought it up in. But I think the difference is, is blackmailing. Mm, yeah so using... like gaslighting is more of like a mental like you know aerobics type thing yes. whereas hoovering is an actual like no i have i have <sighs> photos of you i have a video of you i mm-hmm. have you know if you don't come back i'm gonna hurt your family i'm gonna tell them you're a whore you're yeah. gonna you know that's what for me this kind of more comes across as yeah mm-hmm. i would agree um and they say you know Essentially, the idea around the name of this is the idea being that the abuser sucks the victim into an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So now I hate vacuums. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my carpets are never getting vacuumed again. Thanks. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not today, Mm-mm. Satan. Mm-mm. Um, and what's interesting for this one is it's typically someone who has already left the abuser, moved on, and then... We're, we're making strong efforts know, to move on. Yes. And the abuser is going to use the emotional triggers and trauma against them yeah which is fucked up on a whole nother ass level all all the levels all the levels um this last big one intimate partner sexual well i guess it doesn't have to be the last one but intimate partner sexual violence yes this one's an interesting one well, it's interesting because my immediate thought is back when I was a practicing Christian and it was very like, you know, you serve your husband, you know, like this is a service. So uh, including times where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this because this will give pleasure to my husband, you yep. know, even though I really don't want to, you know. So, and I guess it's a little more heartbreaking when it's like when the partner gives in too because like I feel like you should, you know, should know my body. But then again, I was, you know, I... At the time, I felt I was consenting to that. Mm-hmm. And I was emphatically saying, no, yes, I want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it was like saying like, no, yeah, I want to clean, even though it's like I hate it and I don't. And like, obviously, everything about me says I really don't want to do this. But I am saying, yeah, no, I'll do it. Yeah. No, I'm doing it. I am. And I'm saying it over and over and over, you know, um, and I'm not saying that that was sexual violence. But I'm saying like, if that belief is in a lot of us, like, I feel like that can be, you know, manifested in a few different ways. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, let your partner do what you want. And maybe in some of these cases, your partner is more violent or just not caring of your consent yeah. and your autonomy. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen this happen a lot. Or I've not seen. I don't want to say I've seen. I've watched. But I have heard of this happening a lot in emotionally, physically abusive situations mm-hmm. where they use the unsaid threat of physical abuse to uh, exact kind of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they're not saying I'm going to beat you if you don't, you know, have sex with me. But that person's been physically abused enough to know if I don't do this, mm-hmm. I will be beaten. Right. Yeah. Um, and for me, under that guise, that is still rape or sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If someone's in a position where they are being so threatened or have been threatened that they can no longer say no mm-hmm. and you've taken away their consent, that is sexual assault. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be in a situation where you've been abused in the past. Mm -hmm. If you've been with a partner, crap. If you've been in a partner for 20 years, Mm -hmm. you've been in it, you're in the long haul, and one night they want to have sex and you say no and they keep going, Mm -hmm. that is assault. Yes. I don't care how long you've been with a partner. You can be with a partner for one day or 50 fucking years. Yeah. That never changes. Assault is assault. Consent does not end at the marriage yeah exactly or at the long-term partnership consent never ends exactly well wait consent can end it can end yes yeah yeah correct just because consent is given once doesn't mean that that's a forever pass is what we're trying to say well and and being in a long-term relationship is not a pass right exactly just because you've been in it forever does not mean and you should be looking for consent every time yeah especially if that's your partner who you're proclaiming to care about yes Absolutely. You know, especially like I kind of want to speak a little bit on this like uh, embarrassment or shame aspect of consent where it's like, oh, I don't want to keep asking or something. It's like, yeah, but you should, especially because of the climate, the social climate right Mm -hmm. now. You know, it's not like for me, I'm relieved even to joke about it on a date. It's like, okay, yeah, 
Yeah, it's nerve wracking for me because yeah. like there's a lot of time, you know, uh, when you're dating, you are meeting strangers. Mm-hmm. You really don't ever know which way it's going to go. So, yeah, to have like a conversation where it's like, OK, yeah, I'm glad that we're both aware of this. And so you're aware also that it's tricky for me. You know, we're both in a situation where we're, you know, trying to have a good time at the risk of like, who knows? Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, and I laugh at times, you know, for me, I, you know me, I date guys who are usually significantly bigger than me. Yes. Um, (laughs) To say that they could overpower me physically is not a, you know, it's not not a a metaphor. Yeah. (laughs) It's not hyperbole. But even for me, because a lot of times pre-dates, we are, you know, sexting, we're Mm -hmm. talking, you know, all this sexual kind of tension and I want to do this and I want to do that. And this is before we've met. So... But I even, for myself, these guys are half a foot to sometimes a foot or more taller than me and outweigh me by 50 to 100 plus pounds. I will even say to them, hey, just like side note. 150, I think, by the way. Anyway, it's fine. Something like that. They outweigh (laughs) me by a good bit. A lot. Yeah. I can't overpower them. How about that? (laughs) So um, I will even say to them, like, hey, I know we've been joking about and and sexting and like really it's been fun, but just know that if we meet and we have a dinner and we hang out or whatever and we don't click it's all good yeah this is all fun and games and it's a build-up and we both are agreeing to this but if Mm -hmm. we meet in person and we're not feeling it i'm okay with that yeah and i don't expect you to do anything you're not comfortable with yeah exactly knowing that very well i can't do like sometimes on the flip side i'm just saying like hey by the way if there's no chemistry there you know (laughs) this isn't gonna we're not gonna go past destination one you know you buying me dinner does not entitle you to my yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, like, for me, I don't feel – I've stopped allowing myself to feel weird about sending that kind of message just because it's like, look, if I know way more about the person if they're not willing to, like, give into that small comfort. Yeah. I mean, if they make a big deal out of that, they aren't yeah. going to go on a date with me. And then they save me doing date prep. Yeah. So, thank you. That is the damn truth. Thank you. Yeah. It takes a while. I know. It's too long. And mirrors. And too, mm, shower and thing. Razor and stamina. Jesus. Endurance. I didn't know I had to bend that Gymnastics. way. Gymnastics. I can't see Ugh. all the things. Um, hot, hot wax. <laughs> yeah. So literally, you know, you going on a date and then buying you dinner or drinks does not entitle them to your body. I'm seeing this a lot. I actually just watched a TikTok on it earlier today where a girl posted how she went on three dates decided she wasn't feeling it and told him like hey i'm I'm not feeling it he said well you owe me something because i bought you three dra- like three dinners mm-hmm. and she was going off because all these people in the comments went well yeah like he paid for your dinners so Ugh. nah fool no fuck you all no. the way off yeah like no one is entitled to your body i don't care if they've bought you a house a car the pony the unicorn they went and found the loch ness tied him up brought him home and sat him on your bed for you as like your new loch ness puppy no one owes you anything if anyone could do that with a loch ness monster i want that person to call me (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome to message me that will only be like john wayne (laughs) i i I was just gonna say no it's someone with like real scraggly hair who lives in like a forest (laughs) i think that's the only person who could like really make that happen it's not about that It's not about that. No. It's about that. And I and I also want to speak to people who might feel like, oh, if I'm paying, I should get something. If that's how you're going to feel, don't pay. No. Every you, It's 2021. Everyone should be expected to pay for themselves. And if you need to work on yourself and you need to figure that out and yeah. you, oh, you'd say if you wait, then just, hey. Hey, I'm happy to go Dutch. I'll pay for my day I'm happy to go Dutch. I don't care. I'm, I'm a grown I'm not, woman. There, there are a lot of people who are not going on dates for free meals. Yeah. I don't need you to pay for my meal. I'm here to connect. I just want to know, do you like me? 
I just want to know that you look like your photos. Ooh, yeah. No, I do want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I want that connection. I want to know and if when I joke, you're actually laughing your ass off. Right? Because if I get there and joke, you just chuckle. That's a, and that's there's a not of a, trust. And there's an actual lull. I've been betrayed. I want a lull. I want a lull at least. <laughs> so, and obviously there are so many different types of sexual assault. Truly go educate yourself. Yes. I am still learning. I'm still educating yes. myself. Um, I don't know that I will ever stop on this topic because it is so no. complex yeah. and deep and changing. It's changing and, and it's changing rapidly. And literally knowing about it is more is actually I, I really feel like that helps victims feel seen. Yeah. To like really be educated about it and know about it and to not have to like pause and to be able to immediately support someone. I think that's worth it. Yeah. And then maybe that'll help change the tides of society. Mm-hmm. I think those are all like building blocks towards that. Yeah. You know, and we didn't really share much of our stories. Um, we didn't really want to get into that in this episode because that's a whole yeah. other. It's and... a lot also to ask of both of us. I know you love us yeah. a lot, guys. So <laughs> that is a lot. Um, I'm personally not ready to share my story quite I, yet. I feel the same. So, but I will probably in the future. Yeah. Not sure when, but in the what future. Feels right. I'm not hey, sure. This is also you know. a spiritual intuitive channel. It's going to take a little while. Yeah. Actually, only two people fully know that story. One is Siege and one is my therapist. And those are the only two people. Hello. So not even my partner. I'm and looking very lovingly that. at April. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a moment. <laughs> We're having a moment. I'm going to touch. So. Yeah. <gasps> she touched my hand, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, go look it up. Go also research state to state and research country to country. These mm-hmm. laws for assault and what constitute assault changes literally state to state. Mm-hmm. Every state is different. Not that you should go assault one person in this state. I know. And Don't not cross the state other. lines to assault. No. Don't do that. That's not what we're saying. Right. But what I'm saying is education is key. It is important to know what constitutes assault. It's also important for you to have autonomy of your own body. Yes. So absolutely. Be aware. And I think that's part of a lot of what we're doing with this podcast, period. Yes. Is like you should know that you should you should have full autonomy over who you are. And you how should. You live. And you do. You do have full autonomy. It is fully up to you to take that autonomy. Yes. And own it. Exactly. And that is something that I have taken 30-something years to get to. Uh, yeah. That hurts. Hurt myself. Well, let me tell you something. I feel that, too. And I feel like it's definitely conversations like these that have helped get there. Yep. Yeah. Do we have any last words for anybody who this topic might have been hitting close to home for? Um. You know, obviously, we're always here for support. Yeah. There's always people out there who, unfortunately, have gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so reach out for support either to us or, you know, there are so many resources now. Um, and if you're not sure, just start, you know, reaching out and other people will be there. Um, yeah. I was quite shocked when I went public about how people, how accepting people were and how supportive they were. Yeah. That was terrifying. If you so, think you're, if you're not finding support and you think you won't, keep looking. Keep looking. Yeah. Literally out, hit yeah. us up. We are here. Yeah. What uh, we do. Right here. Yeah. Right here. I have people messaging me on TikTok. I have people message me on my Fet Life. You can mm-hmm. message us here. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. You got you got options and it is private. We aren't going to sit here and broadcast it. So. Right. But exactly. if we're going to wrap it up, consent is key. Consent is key. Get consent. All consent. If you have been a victim of this, it is not your fault. No. Never. I just want to say that. Still have to tell myself that. It is not your fault. (laughs) I could just have one (laughs) evening. 
Don't hug me. Of violence, <laughs> which goes off the books. Not your fault. And if you have done this to someone unknowingly, look, now's the time. Educate yourself. Yeah. I mean, don't do truly, it again. that's the best you can do. Talk about it more. Talk about it. Share it with your friends. Hold your friends accountable. Absolutely hold your friends accountable. I did hear one time where it says if you make a joke, for example, about sexual assault and other people laugh, or if, if you laugh at a person who makes a joke about sexual assault, that person feels that they're with people who accept that. Yes. So hold, I'd hate to be that person. Please, I am begging you guys, hold each other accountable. Yeah. Don't let it keep happening. No one should have to go through it. Yeah. I cannot explain how deeply it sucks. Yeah. So hold each other accountable. Do better. Consent is key. Yes. Good? Yeah. I think we did. We said it. Done. Done. Goodbye.